Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to Stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet. Okay, so here's the deal. He's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being to grace this planet. There's two guys. There's a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby. God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Gatz, and this is Stupidity. Here we go, Jim. Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world. Thanks to you. Please subscribe, rate and review, unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. By doing that, you have made us the biggest podcast on the planet. We appreciate it. Keep doing it. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Use code Stu for a special offer when you sign up. That's code Stu only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Billy, this is very exciting. Football season is right around the corner. Fantasy football is right around the corner. And we have the best in the business. And he left ESPN. Mm. Matthew Berry is going to join us now with NBC. His podcast, Fantasy Football Happy Hour, is out right now. But Matthew Berry, how about that? NBC. That's pretty exciting, Stu Gatz. When's the last time you talked to him? Have you, you? Do you guys have a good relationship? We do have a good relationship. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, we text each other and that's, you know, I congratulated him when he left ESPN and went to NBC. Mm. Um, I would say we've only spoken on the phone two or three times, but we text. And really what I mean, we text, it's me asking him who I should start every I, week. That's I was it. just going to ask if you, if your texting relationship <laughs> is you annoying him with fantasy questions. It's, yes. It's a one-way relationship. Yes. I feel bad. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I, I can, I have to imagine that that's a lot of relationships is just people saying like, Hey, tell me this about fantasy. And it has to yes. be crazy. You'd think, right? Uh, I think, well, first off, he's 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 really good at his job. Um, he might not say it because I've had this discussion with him before. He is famous and gets recognized everywhere he goes. And so, yes, I imagine it becomes tiresome for him. But th- it's a great question. And uh, we'll ask Matthew Barry about it right now because he's uh, joining the Zoom. He's with NBC now. Do you imagine, Billy, he gets asked questions all the time, like at airports, out in public, at restaurants, right? You would imagine. Like, it's a quick question to Matthew Berry. It's like start or sit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But still, like, you're walking. What do you what do? You like just yell at people? Uh, why the fuck am I asking you? I could just ask him. <laughs> Stupidity. Stugats here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. 
Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold Miller Lite. So we have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Oh my gosh. Folks, gather around. Everyone gather around. Listen to these words. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you gotta check this out. New customers, listen to me. You bet just five bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DAN. That's code DAN for new customers. And you get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. That's insane. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Are you enjoying the uh, the NBC experience thus far? I love it. I mean, I'm sure you guys feel the same way that you you know just the freedom that you have and you know finding an audience. Like I'm, uh, I'm the happiest I've ever been professionally and not particularly close. Love it. That's, that's fantastic. When you're at ESPN, listen, it's a great place. It's a great platform. It gives you so much visibility, as you know, but. They tend to ask you to do a lot of stuff that's kind of out of the realm of what it is you do. <laughs> and they don't, you know, they sometimes uh, they don't pay for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that was never that wasn't my experience at ESPN. Like they didn't ask me to do it. I mean, uh, it was actually the opposite. They, they wanted to keep me, you know, you're doing fantasy and you're going to keep doing fantasy. You know, I mean, um, and so, uh, you know, the, the, the fantasy stuff that I did was really successful and made the money. And so they were happy with that and wanted me to right. just keep doing that and maybe there were different versions of how I could do fantasy, but just keep doing fantasy as opposed to potentially maybe some other opportunities. And so Disney and ESPN are insanely successful companies for a reason. And they have so many employees and it's just a massive thing. And they just sort of like, hey, man, like this is we need the trains to run on time. And the way the trains run on time is everyone follows these rules. And so yes. it works for them. But I think for some people, and I think specifically for for talent, which is what ESPN calls their front-facing people, I think for personalities, podcasters, columnists, TV personalities, what have you, for people that don't fit into a specific mold, um, and uh, I would I would argue that you and Dan are very much like that. I, I think I am somewhat like that as well. I'm not comparing myself to you or Dan or anyone else, but just the idea that um, that I think that if you think about the people that have left ESPN over the years, generally speaking, you know, you think about, I think about like, you know, Bill Simmons or something like that. Like, you know, oftentimes they are people that aren't, you know, cookie cutter as it were. And that, sure. that and that, and I don't, I don't want to be also clear that that is also not me saying the people that are left at ESPN are cookie cutter. They're not, there's some really talented people at ESPN that are doing original work and doing great work and everything like that. But it just, I think it goes to the sort of the personality. Right. And like for me, I'm entrepreneurial by by nature. And I like doing a bunch of different things and trying a bunch of different things and building things. Uh, clearly, you guys are as well. And so ESPN is, you know, a, a time to make the donuts kind of place. It's totally fair what you're saying. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Jason Taylor, who has become friendly really with Levitar, but I'm also friendly with him as well. Um, former Dolphin defensive end yeah, and uh, Hall of Famer. Um, that was for the audience, not you, just in case they didn't know. Audience um, has heard I, of Jason Taylor. No, I know. Yeah. I know. I, th- I know Matthew Barry has. But when he started working at ESPN, what Dan and I told him was, hey, because he did not want to be pigeonholed into football. 
because he right. has a lot of interest. He loves other sports. He didn't want to. He's bored talking football. And we said, well, listen, just don't let him like tell them, tell them on the front end. Don't let him pigeonhole you into football breakdown and analysis and all that. And he tried to have that conversation. They ended up hiring him and he found himself just doing football. And so to your point, you're right. I'm certain you wanted to do other things and branch out a little bit because you have other interests or maybe have a little twist to what you do with the fantasy stuff. And they're yep. like, no, what, what you're doing is working. And they're right, by the way, because what you were doing was working. But what so, Matt, I'm interested in like, what are what yeah, are and also those, go ahead. And also before two guys, before you move on to that, I'll say and also in fairness to ESPN, I want to like again, I, you know, I want to be clear about this. I, I left ESPN with hugs and handshakes and I, I, I am not throwing stones and um, I would work there again. And so I, you know, like I. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about ESPN, but the place is the way that the place is. And so at this point in my life, it was time to move on. And I think they would say if they were having this conversation, I don't want to speak for ESPN, but my impression of what they might say is, is like, it wasn't that we didn't want Matthew to do other stuff. It was just like the stuff we were paying Matthew to do was really successful and his schedule is already so busy. And so we didn't want to take him. Like, it's not like, you know, I was doing a five day a week show plus a Sunday show plus a 5,000 word column, plus rankings, plus a twice a week show for ESPN plus, and plus, you know, various hits on those sports centers of the world and, you know, other shows, you know, radio shows here and there and everything like that. And so they would be like, we didn't want to take him away from something that makes revenue and is exactly what, you know, his fans want from him from to try some other side thing, you know, um, out here. And so specifically, I think it just didn't, Anyway, so uh, I think that's what they would probably say, which, by the way, would be a fair response because, yeah. you know, all the stuff that I did at ESPN, with the exception of writing, I loved, you know, and and the love hate column is just, just like it's, you know, it's my it's my velvet handcuffs. Right. It's it's a it's a bitch to absolutely right. It's the it's the, the most time intensive part of my week, but it's also the thing that I'm most known for. And anytime I meet a fan, the most the thing that comes up the most is. I love your column. I love the story you wrote about your daughter breaking her arms or buying your first house or meeting your wife or the heart attack or whatever it is, you know, I mean, like, so I'm, I'm sort of, um, you know, a, a victim of my own success as it were with the column. So, um, anyway, no, we, listen, we love ESPN. Uh, it was time for you to move on. I understand. Um, but it's, it's, you're right. It's a great company. It's a great place. There's very talented people there. Uh, but you like to build. And so now you're building at NBC and that's fine. I'm wondering before, uh, because I want to know some of the things you'll be doing at NBC that you maybe couldn't do at ESPN. But it just dawned on me like people like when you're walking through an airport, Matt, do people just yell out fantasy questions to you and hope you get an answer? Like you don't stop moving. Is it like, hey, uh, Dobbins or Pittman, who do I start this week? And <laughs> you just say it as you as you're walking through. Sometimes, sometimes it's a way to get it, to get my attention. Like, who do I start on Sunday? Or, hey, give me a hey, Barry, give me a sleeper. Yeah, sometimes I will get that. People will, will <laughs> yell, and I I try to if I can, um, I will always stop and talk to somebody. But there are times when I'm just in a hurry. You know what I mean? And you're just like, you know, I'm I'm late for this or I'm late for that or like, you know, I'm at an airport and I got to go. You know, my wife and kids are waiting at the rental car place and I got to grab the shuttle. I don't want them, you know, <laughs> wife dealing with all the kids and somebody else is like, you know, um, uh, you know, yelling at me, like, like, I, I remember one time I was at, I was at this airport in Florida, it was like a year ago. And, uh, like I sort of got off with the, my, my wife and kids were waiting back at the terminal, this particular airport, like you had to go somewhere separate for a rental car. Yeah. So I get on, as opposed, and we have young children. And so as opposed to dragging all of our luggage and all the kids to the rental car place, I'm like you just wait here. I'll take the shuttle. I'll go get the rental car. I'll drive back to the airport and pick you guys up. So, you know, and it's a long flight. And again, the, you know, the kids are acting up, they're young and the whole thing. And um, so I'm there and I'm at the, um, uh, and there's like, so I'm trying to get the shuttle. And as I'm running to the shuttle, uh, you know, I hear this guy, I'm, I pass by this, this man with like, a, I don't know, like probably a 12 or 14 year old kid next to him. And as I'm running by, like the dad yells, you know, Go ahead, Johnny. Tell him you're a big fan. You know what I mean? Like, like the kid doesn't even say anything. Like the dad's trying to get my attention. Sure. I'm like, I'm halfway down the, you know, what are you doing? I just kept walking because I'm like, I feel bad. But like, I don't have, I don't have time to go back and be like, oh, are you a big fan? I heard your dad say, you know, like, I don't know what to do in those situations. I'm awkward in those situations. <laughs> so I just kept walking. Um, I, I will say I, um, 
I once interviewed Hugh Jackman. This will make sense in a second why I'm going to this transition. But I once interviewed Hugh Jackman and we were talking about, because I, I, I personally, my wife and I had had a Hugh Jackman interaction like five years prior. And I asked him on the air if he remembered it because we made a big deal of it, which I'll tell you if, if you're interested in what the actual Hugh Jackman interaction was. But yep. when we were talking, we, we just talked about, we talked about that exact subject. What's the key for you? Like you must get stopped all the time, you know, kind of thing. And he said, Clooney gave me the greatest trick. He goes, you never stop moving. He's like, you know, you're walking through a party. He goes, as long as you, he goes, you know, people come up and he's like, you shake hands, it's fine. But as long as you're moving, no one's going to hold you there. He's like, that's Clooney's trick. You'll watch Clooney at a party or anything like Clooney's always walking. Like he'll shake your hand, he'll smile, he'll talk, but he never stops moving. He's like, that's the key. He can never stop moving. Um, It's a great move. No, it really is. But listen, to say hi to you in an airport, because you know this, Dan and I say it all the time. They don't really care about us. Like, hey, Matt, how you doing? Well, I'm terminally ill and they don't care. They'll still ask you their fantasy question. With you, there is no need to stop. Like you can walk by Matthew Berry in an airport and just yell out Sterling Shepard or Michael Pittman, and you'll just right. tell them who to start that week. That's it. Pittman. And the answer right. is Pittman. Right. <laughs> and yeah, a thousand percent. I also have this weird sort of fame, and fame I use very loosely, but notoriety, whatever you want to call it. You're because famous, was, Matt. You're famous. Right. It's okay. You're famous. Yeah, anyway. You did stuff on Dancing with the Stars. You're a star. Right. You're famous. Thank right. You very much. Well, by the way, Billy, that's the uh, of all the credits that you could pull for me. You know, like <laughs> fucking dancing to the stars. I was, I did do a cameo in Avengers Endgame. You know what I mean? I, I was in the league. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, you offended him, Billy. I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> yeah. What are we doing? But I always, Stugatz, I always, I always liken it to, um, you remember, um, because like I'm really well known, like I'm insanely well known to a specific group of people, people that play fantasy football. And then tangentially to other people that were fans of ESPN. But like, I will, do you, ever, do you remember the movie Coming to America? Yeah, of you course. The Eddie Murphy movie? Yeah. So there's a scene in that movie where Eddie Murphy is in line to go to the bathroom at a Knicks game. And everyone's just sort of in line. And a guy that's selling uh, sodas sees him and freaks out, gets on his knees, starts bowing to me. He's like, Prince Hakeem, Prince Hakeem, I'm from Zamunda too. I'm from Zamunda too. Like, and he starts bowing to Prince Hakeem who's, you know, undercover, uh, you know, people in America don't know who he is in this particular movie. And everyone in the line starts looking like, who the hell is this guy? And there's, you know, there's one guy that's just sort of bowing to him. And <laughs> that's like me, like, I'll go to a bar and like three or four people will come around me and like start asking, right, yeah, you know, you know, hey, Pittman, Pittman Rick Lauren, you know, in the third, what am I doing? And then I'll look around, I'll see like women taking out their phone and like trying to Google me literally trying to like, who the hell's that? Like they're, right. like they're craning their neck and I see them looking at their phone and <laughs> up and down and they're like, who, who is that? So it's like, you know, it's, um, um, you know, uh, Simmons used to use the phrase about Daryl Morey, but it is, it's a little bit of dork Elvis. Like it is just like, yes. like again, to a, to a specific group of people, um, you know, I'm really, really well known. Right. What was the Hugh Jackman in the, uh, interaction? So the Hugh Jackman interaction is my wife and I got invited to um and this is how long ago it was this was like this is the last time the super bowl was in miami not this 2020 but the one previous um uh the the super bowl in miami so we're in we somehow get invited to a uh this super bowl party that's a fairly intimate you know it wasn't like a massive one of those massive super bowl parties it was like a i think it was mercedes it was like some sort of cocktail party um and so it's like i don't know maybe there's like 75 people there it was pretty small Right. And so my, somehow my wife and I got on the list of this thing. And so we're meeting friends there and we're walking in. And as we're walking in, it's like it's really like all these A-list celebrities there. And um, like Ashton Kutcher and Demi Moore, Demi Moore were there. Like, just give you an idea of how long ago this was. Like, they were still a couple. Both right. things. Well, and we're walking through and I, I see Hugh Jackman's there. And I turn to my wife. I'm like, hey, Hugh Jackman. Wolverine, that's pretty cool. Like, you know, like, hey, wow. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, hey, holy, yeah. I didn't realize this party was as, you know fancy as this, you know, this kind of thing, like, holy crap, like we're with some real movie stars here. And so I'm, I'm wa- we're now walking to meet my, my friends at the bar. And I, I go to my, my friends. I'm like, Hey guys, so I want you to meet my wife, Beth, Beth, these are, and I turn and Beth is gone. Now at this point, understand this is probably our third party of the night. Beth has been drinking, you know, we've been day drinking and, uh, you know, doing a darty for quite a while. So I turn and look, and there's my wife who's hammered making a beeline to Hugh Jackman. And I'm like, 
oh God, uh, you know, and I'm like freaked out. So I quickly run after her. I'm like, excuse me for a second, my friends. And I quickly run after her. I'm imagining this in slow motion, by the way, all of oh, it. Oh, <laughs> um, And this was, again, to show you how long ago this was, like, this was like one of the first, you know, once I started getting on ESPN, I started getting invited to some of these parties, right? You know, and, and so this was, you know, one of the first parties of this ilk that we'd been invited to as a couple. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh God. And so I'm running after her. And so I wish you were here so I could just poke you in the chest. But basically, so I, I walk up just to see my wife go right up to Hugh Jackman, who's talking with his wife, go right up to Hugh Jackman and like literally poke him in the chest. And she goes, hey, I forget your name, but I know you're Wolverine and my kids love you. You know, and she's hammered. I love right? this. You know, and so she's, she's saying it like, you know, a little slurred, like, I, I forget your name, but I know you're Wolverine and my kids love you. And he's, she's poking <laughs> him in the chest. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I am internally, like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Like, we're, we're going to get kicked out of this. And oh, my God. And then Hugh Jackman does one of the loveliest things I have ever seen in my life, especially in that situation, given how famous he is. And this is at the height of the Wolverine movies, too. He just looks at her. He smiles and he holds out his hand. He says, well, thank your kids for me. I'm Hugh. <laughs> and just hands, shake, holds his hand to take her hand. It's great. My name's Hugh. And this is my wife. And I'm just like, and I'm like, Hugh, I'm her husband. I'm so sorry. I, I know who you are. Huge <laughs> fan. You know, and he's, he, he laughed it off. Like he's a stop, man. It's all good, man. I appreciate the love. And, and uh, he's like, how old are your kids? And like, you know, we're telling him like, oh, we have a 10 year old. He's like, oh, I have a 10 year old. And then we ended up spending like 10 minutes just, and my wife started talking to the wife and like, literally we just, for 10 minutes, we're just talking kids, just kid stuff. Oh, what does your kid do? What is your kid? Oh, in school. Oh, dad's cutting it up. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, just moms and dads talking about kids, except for it's Hugh Jackman and his wife. And so (laughs) we spent like 10 minutes talking kids, you know, and so anyway, incredible, uh, you know, interaction. He was, uh, couldn't have been nicer. So anyway, five years later, maybe it's six or seven. He's at ESPN doing a car wash promoting uh, Days of Future Past, one of the one of the X-Men movies. And we and I had told the story I just told you on my pot on my podcast saying, I right. wonder that Hugh Jackman coming tomorrow. I've met him once. I tell the story like I wonder if he remembers. Right. OK. And so um, anyway, we uh, so we tell him that I tell him that story on air. And I say, so I'm just curious if you remember that, like I, you meet so many people that are fans, but it just, it was so awkward. I didn't know if that somehow rung a bell. And he, he's like, I have to be honest with you. It doesn't, I apologize. I don't remember. He goes, but I will tell you that if we did talk for five or 10 minutes, like you say, I really enjoyed it because otherwise I never would have done that. And that's when he told me the Clooney movie. He goes, because my normal move <laughs> is you got to keep moving. It's a, it's a move I learned from Clooney. You right. got to keep moving. So if I stayed there and talked with you guys for, you know, five or 10 minutes, I really enjoyed meeting you and your wife. And I'm like, you did. Like, I, I, why would I lie about that? You know what I mean? Like, sure. um, anyway, uh, so anyway, that's you tied it all said. together right there, man. That there was very go. well done by you. Wait, Thank so are you. you and Jackman friends now or what? No, I, no, that is the only time I have ever met or interacted with him. So, okay. but I remain a fan because I mean, again, that was the, and I try when people have come up to me again, not nearly the frequency of Hugh Jackman, but when people have come up to me and they can't remember my name or like, you look familiar, how do I know you? You know, anything like that. I try to remember that story about how incredible, like Hugh Jackman could have reacted any number of ways to my wife and all of them would have been justified. Every <laughs> single one of them. Everything, anything he would have done at that, at that moment would have been completely justified. And he chose the loveliest, kindest, most gentle way to, you know, uh, to interact with us. And so I've tried to always remember that when, you know, cause sometimes people are awkward and they don't know what to say and they, you know, they can't remember. And anyway, so. Yeah. That's levitar. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so if you decided Matthew to go a different direction and someone was being a little pushy and kind of getting on your nerves, have you ever done like, well, kill them with kindness, but I will give them horrible fantasy advice. Like I will make sure to tank oh. their season on bad advice this week. Oh. smile they won't know and it'll just be like oh matthew it must have been an off week but you knew like this is going to ruin them no i have never I done that and that billy that's a great idea that's exactly the great what power I mean. you have barry he's and right now yep. i no, it, it, the few times where it's just where people have been rude where people have been like 
you know, there have been times where people have like literally like just walked up and shoved a camera in my face, you know, or like they've followed me into the bathroom or, you know, like, or like if I'm with my, if I'm with my daughters, you know, I've, I have twin daughters that are 10 now, but like there've been times when I've been with them like five or six and they're like, and I'm at dinner or I'm having a breakfast or something with them. And I'm like, you know, and they want to like, you know, like really engage. And I'm like, listen, I'm with my kids. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But just, and I'm like, I'm with my kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yes. we take a quick photo, but you know, can I, and so there are times when people have sort of, you know, uh, gone too far and I have, I'll just sort of walk away or just, um, the other key is here's the one that I learned um, as we talk about, you know, Jackman with a moving on thing. Um, Gary Delabate, uh, you know, Baba Booey, of course, yeah. Howard Sertico, uh is a friend. I've been on that show before. And his, I asked him about this because same thing, like Stern fans are crazy, you know, uh, really hardcore. And so Gary gets recognized quite a bit. Um, I've been out with him before and he gets recognized a decent amount. And so I asked him his trick. He goes, the key I've learned is the second handshake. And I'm like, oh, that's a good one. He goes, listen, everyone comes up. They want to shake your hand. Okay, fine. And they talk to you. And when you're done, the second handshake is the key. He's like, you know, he's just whatever you say, like, well, it's great to meet you. Or like, oh, that's a great story. Or thanks for being a fan or whatever. The second handshake, you know, 99 times out of 100, the, pe- the person will get the hint. Like, okay, this is over now. I can right. move on. Yeah. So yes. that was, that's Gary's key is the second handshake. There's always that 1% though. <laughs> I just want to talk to you forever. <laughs> well, by the way, I'm sure that happens to you and Dan and everyone. I mean, you're nonstop. The fan, yeah, of course, the Levitard show. You guys, your fan base is insane. You know, you guys, yes. you yes. know, the people that are into to you guys are, you know, as hardcore fans as there are. No, it 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 uh it happens all the time. It's uh you know my wife and I are having dinner in Park City, Utah, and we think it you know it's just a night for the two of us. And the next thing I know, I got eighteen kids at my take college kids who love the show, and I'm doing shots with them. You know, and it's like Jen, the night's ruined. You know, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, Matthew Berry's with us. He's at NBC now. Fantasy Football Happy Hour uh, is the name of his podcast. We'll ask him what else he'll be doing uh, at NBC. But I am wondering here. Um, cause you have such great stories, Matt. And by the way, I would take all your fantasy stories and put them into a book. Like you should do that, man. You got great stories. Um, and I'll take royalty, uh, royalties on it, by the way, Yeah, <laughs> you know, for the idea. Thank you, Billy. I wrote a book in 2013 called fantasy life, but I'm, I'm, I'm due for a sequel. I'm due right, for a nine sequel. years late on the ideas to guys. Yeah. I know. Well, listen, this is a new book. Uh, I'm like the coolest text. How about this? The coolest relationship you have. Right. Because you're Matthew Berry, because you're the number one fantasy guy in America. What's the coolest relationship you have because of that? Because um, so I know you have him, Matt. I, I do. And I'll, I'll answer the question, but I want you to define coolest for me. So and there, there are relationships that I that I, you know, tremendously enjoy. Like, how are you defining cool? And I will answer that question because there's, right. there's a I, bunch of different ways I can answer that question. So let's do it through your prism where it's someone like, oh, my God, I cannot believe I am friendly with this person simply because I give out fantasy advice. So through your prism, someone that you would find cool. Oh, um, uh, so the two people that come to mind, there's a couple of people that come to mind. Um, the first one, is most obvious one is Jay-Z. So literally tonight I'm at Jay-Z's having his draft tonight at the 4040 Club in New York City. So I will Amazing. be there for the 10th year. Like, the, you know, and I've, I've told this story to you Uh on this yeah. show, not on your yeah. show, on the on the, on the Levitard show. Um, but yeah, like, so I'm, you know, whatever, a decade ago, I get a call from somebody saying, hey, Matthew, I'm a big fan. And, uh, you know, my league all loves you. And we'd love you to come by the draft. And I say, you know, it's in New York City, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, listen, I'm August is my business month. I just don't really come and hang out at random people's drafts. Like, and, and I, I don't have three hours to spare. Can I? I'm happy to do a video for the league or something like that. Give a shout out, you know, maybe grade your draft when it's done, but I just, I can't hang out for four hours and grade each pick and, you know, just, and they're like, well, it's for Jay-Z's league. When do you need me? No, I mean, all of a sudden the hours appeared. Yeah. Yeah. Time, Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I've done, I believe this will be my 10th year tonight will be my, my 10th year Jesus. that I'm um, that I've done that. So that's one that's who's in know, this league, by the way, Jay-Z's league. So it is, it is mostly like his close friends and, and they're all titans of industry. Like they're okay. all titans of industry. So uh, in terms of people that I think your audience would immediately know, Chris Paul is in the league. Right. Um, so Chris Paul's in the league. 
Rich Kleiman is in the league. Kevin Durant's business partner. Durant's agent, right? But Paul's never won the league, right? Because he doesn't win. I mean, (laughs) oh man, Uh, that was a joke just for our audience. Don't worry, keep it. I'm sorry. He's a very good fantasy player, I will tell I'm, you. I'm certain. I'm <laughs> and, certain that he is. And, and by the way, he's an awesome human being. Like, right. love uh, that. Guy. I didn't want to. Uh, so uh, sorry, but he That's is. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Kaiser, who's the president of Atlantic Records, is in the league. Uh, Irv Gotti, the founder of Murder Inc., is in the league. Um, Kevin Lyles, the former president of Def Jam, who now runs 300 Entertainment. They have like Megan Thee Stallion and a lot of other artists. Uh, he, he's in the league. Uh, Juan Perez, who runs Rock Nation Sports. He's in the league. Um, Mike Kaiser, the president of Atlantic Sports. I already said that. Um, Jesse Itzler, who's a co-owner of the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. He's in the league. Uh, Steve Stout, who runs a company called United Masters. And he also found a company called Translation, and they do all the all the all the Chris Paul, you know, Sprite commercials. All the uh, it's a massive, you know, advertising and marketing agency. They do a bunch of commercials for LeBron. Um, he's in the league. Uh, let's see who else is in the league. Um, uh, okay, Stout. Um, Does Jay Z like Stout. text you throughout the week? Does Jay Z like did you like? Not only are you invited to the draft, you're in the league. You're part of the whole deal. You're friendly with them. Like, is he texting you? Like, hey, should I start this guy or this guy? <laughs> like, is it not? Will, he he. Jay's first off. Jay's the defending champion of this league, and he, so he's a really good fantasy player. But he was. We all like to bounce stuff off of people, so he will ask my. He will bounce stuff off of me. Like half the time he ignores my advice. He's like, nah, nah I'm doing this, you know, instead. Right. But yes, right. we will we will text or talk during the season about, you know, hey, you've been offered this trade. What do you want to do? You know, what do we think? You know, that kind of stuff. So we'll, um, yeah, you know, uh, again, he doesn't. Is there any me. room in the league just out of curiosity, Matt? Like, is there any I, room? <laughs> there, I don't believe there is. There is a you want to try to squeeze me, try to get me in if you don't mind next year. Yeah. Right? Stu Gotts, all due respect, I don't believe you can afford to be in this league. Oh, wow. <laughs> With all due respect, I think Whoa. I can now. <laughs> oh. oh, you might. Oh, well, that's true. You got that DraftKings money. You actually could, actually. Now, now that DraftKings money, you actually could be in this league, probably. Yeah, 100%. Um, it's a, you know. It Nine is, mu- uh, about, about 18 months ago, you probably would have been right. right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, it's an intense league. Um, I'm trying to think. There's a few other guys in the league. I'm sure I'm forgetting. About. But you were he- you were headed down another relationship. Like you, it was Jay Z and and somebody oh, yeah. else. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I would probably say Joe Russo, uh, who's the Joe and Anthony Russo, of course, the directors of Avengers Endgame and Avengers Infinity War, Cap- yeah. uh, the last two Captain Americas as well, uh, Civil War and um, Winter Soldier. They, you know, they just did the gray man for a Netflix. They, you know, they, they have a massive studio called Agbo, Agbo studios. Um, and so, uh, Joe Russo and I, uh, have become friends. Um, so in addition to me giving him fantasy advice, we were like legit friends and we go to dinner and, awesome. and, and, and he's why I, you know, that's why I have the cameo in Avengers Endgame. So Jay and I are, Jay and I are friends. We're friendly, but like, Jay's not like, you know, Jay doesn't text me and be like, you want to come hang out in front row? And, you know, Beyonce can't go tonight. You want to come to the Knicks game with me and sit next to me? Like, you right. know, like I have a, I have a, let's be clear. Like I have a specific role in Jay's life. And, um, and <laughs> by the way, like, no, but it's great. Like he's, he's lovely. He's like, he's so great. Um, just as a human being, like I, I've known him for a decade now. And I don't want to say like we're super close or anything like that. I'm not trying to, um, uh, you know, uh, you know, talk about my relationship in a way that isn't true, but I will just say that like, he's so, I mean, like he's as close as there is to royalty in our, in our country. I believe like, he's like, I mean, like he's a level of fame that just, I don't think, you know, people comprehend. And so, but if you didn't know that, if you didn't understand that, like he's a, he's legit a billionaire and he's, you know, he's, you know, one of the, you know, 10 most famous people in the universe. Like, you know what I mean? Like if you didn't know that and you just met him and saw how he interacts with people, like he's a super normal, sweet, you know, genuine guy. Like who, like, if you talk to him, like he's interested in what you have to say, like he, he's not a, you know, he's not a demanding guy. He's not a, where's this thing? You know, he's just, I've been around a lot of celebrities that are much, much smaller than Jay that are, you know, that are jerks. And he's like, uh, he's a like, like, 
I love the if guy. You, Matt, if you sent him a text right now and asked him to join this Zoom, would he do it for you? I'm just, no. I just, he would not. Ridiculous he would not. And he, would he join he, yours, though? No, and he wouldn't. Um, and by the way, like, one of the reasons that I can text him is that I don't ask him to do shit like that. Yeah. Exactly. Because, because, because he... Um, God, my uh, friendship with him would be over in a day. I yeah, would never exactly. have started. Because, like, his, like, his... <laughs> His phone and email is filled with nothing but people asking him to do stuff for him. Of course, right. And so the reason you know, he likes you is because you don't, right? Because I don't. That's a hundred. How much is the league, so, by the way? How much is that league? I shouldn't assume I, I could afford that it. to you. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's one of those. If you have to ask, Stugatz. Okay, maybe you can. That's a good point. Um, I, well, I'm I don't just know wondering that I, if I could afford. You know, that's all. yeah. I'm, I'm happy to tell you off air, but um, it's uh, you know, uh. You know, listen, I, I, I want to, you know, Valor being the better part of discretion. I'm just going to say, uh, you know, no comment. It is, it is not a cheap league. Okay. All of them are, everyone in that league is insanely successful and rich and powerful. And I think, I don't want to speak for him. I would never want to speak for him. But my impression of being a fly on that wall is that um, the reason he likes that league is that in that league, he is one of the guys. He is not Jay-Z in capital. No one letters. gives a shit that it's Jay-Z, right? No, they'll yell at him. They'll be like, Hove, make a pick. What the fuck? What are you doing, Hove? <laughs> I love yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, you just took my guy. Fuck you. Like, they like they go back and forth and they're yelling. You know, it's like, they'll, um, so I think, I think he really, enjoy, I like, he doesn't have to be, he can just be himself. And these he are all himself, guys. Right. He's, he's amongst himself. friends, he's, peers. He's yes. amongst, amongst friends and, and everyone in the league, like, keeps it in the league and it's, you know, um, so again, I wouldn't want to speak for him, but that's my impression. Joe Russo. And so through Joe Russo on the Avengers side, I've gotten into leagues with a lot of the Avengers. And so like I have, I have better relationships with others, but I have either met or developed some level of relationship with, with like Robert Downey Jr., with Chris Pratt, with Paul Rudd, with a lot of the, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the people that are in the Marvel cinematic universe. And so, um, I'm a massive fan of the MCU and that's great. And Joe is like an awesome human being. And so, you know, he's legitimately a friend of mine. And, um, so that's, those are, those would be the two that I would, that immediately come to mind, uh, that I can speak about publicly. There's a couple that don't want me to, you know, no, no, I, you no, know and I don't want you to do that. Like yeah. you're tell, the, the stories you tell are fantastic. Our audience is going to get mad if I don't ask you fantasy questions. Uh, yeah, and I, will, I, I will in just a second, but Billy has something first. Do you, do you have like celebrities or people that reach out to you like weekly, like, hey, last minute, like, let me know who to do this. And that. like, I would imagine there's some that are like high up that you're like, oh, I'm more than happy to do this. But then there's others like at the level of like the property brothers or something that you're like, leave me alone. <laughs> um yes uh the property brothers do not uh wow. they're pretty big stars actually those guys have a massive business the property brothers um you can, if you can get on hgtv like i think you pretty much print money um like you know chip and joanna Gaines, i think could buy and sell all of us in many well they bought over. a network didn't they yeah like they bought yeah. magnolia yeah. or whatever they're, i mean so um but yes there are sometimes like you know uh i won't i won't i won't call them out but like there's like one you know, now retired baseball player that I met once at a, like an SB party, like 15 years ago. And like, somehow I got his number and like, he'll text me like it. And like, I've ignored like the last three years. Like I just ignore him. Wow. And I try to like, and he keeps texting me like, Hey, help me. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, I met you once for five minutes, 15 years ago. And you know, you were like a, you know, so, so major leaguer 15 years ago. Like, I don't, you know, like. Wow. What team? Like, just give us the team. So yeah. Can, or, yeah. Or position. Yeah. That's just yeah, position. He's yeah. an outfielder. He's an outfielder. Oh, Kenny Lofton. Average out. You're not going <laughs> to give us the team, are you? I want to guess so bad. He played on multiple teams. I'll leave it at that. He played on multiple teams. Uh, Who was your guess? <laughs> Kenny Lofton. Uh, no, not, not as good as Kenny Lofton. I'll give you, I'll that one. I will absolutely tell you guys off the air. If you, you know, off the record. I don't want to, okay. I don't want to, I don't want to crap on the guy. Do you ever anyway, get like random texts? Like, Hey, who should I start this week? And you have to respond, yeah. Hey, who is this? And they write back. It's I, just Kevin Costner. It. <laughs> I just, I totally get Sky Fieri. Yeah. But I just ignore them. No, I, I do get random texts sometimes, but I just, I just ignore them, but it is, okay. it is sort of insane. Like uh, the links some people will go like to uh, try to get fantasy advice. Like, you know, we've had a couple of, We've had a couple of incidents where we've had to 
that hasn't happened since I've been at NBC, but there were a couple of times where ESPN security had to step in and like contact the person, be like, you're, you know, people that have like tried to show up at my house and like sure. it, you know, just weird shit. Yeah. Crazy. Uh, Fantasy football happy hour is the new podcast on NBC. It's doing fantastic, of course, because he's fantastic. So I'm wondering, do you have like three, if, if you were to give the audience three rules, like three Matthew Berry rules to pretend because there's no givens in this, right? There's no, there's no locks, but if they want to have a potentially successful draft, what are the three rules you kind of stick by or would suggest to the audience? Like, for me, I don't take a quarterback until, you know, the seventh or eighth round because there's not a big difference between Rodgers and Derek Carr. What would you say is what are the three rules that you would give to to an audience? So it's actually a, a great question because it allows me to get in a plug here. We just just recorded today the draft a manifesto episode of the fantasy football happy hour available wow. wherever you get podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. It's out there as well, so please uh, download and listen. But a couple of ones would be so. I think at quarterback, I'll give you I'll give you a couple position ones here, real quickly. At quarterback, I think I think you know the old rule was you can wait on quarterback, and it's still a deep position. But I think at quarterback, in an ideal world, you have a quarterback that can get you points with your legs. There's so many dual threat quarterbacks that for you to draft a drop back passer, like the only the only top ten fantasy quarterbacks last year that didn't that weren't mobile were Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. And by the way, Aaron Rodgers, I think had seven rushing touchdowns. So he actually, even though he's not, he's not mobile the way that a Kyler Murray or Josh Allen is mobile. He he did get you fantasy points with his legs. So you either need to be a dual threat guy, like a Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, et cetera, et cetera. Or you need to have massive. And I mean, massive touchdown passing upside Rodgers, Brady, Matthew Stafford, a team that's going to throw early and often, with great receivers, good offensive coach. Um, so uh, your quarterback needs to be one of those two things. And there just aren't a lot of quarterbacks that have, you know, the the 45 touchdown, 4,500, 4,700 yard, you know, the ability that the way that a Rodgers, a Stafford, a Brady does. So that's the quarterback. In terms of running back, I think basically you either want to get an elite running back either in the first or second round, or if you're not, and maybe you go running back, running back. But if you don't do that, then I think you want to wait and basically employ a strategy that's known as zero RB, which is that you you load up on elite wide receivers, tight ends, running uh, quarterbacks in the first five, six rounds, and then round six, seven, eight, sort of like in there. Then you're loading up on all uh, a bunch of running backs that are discounted for some reason. They're in a committee. They're stuck behind a starter. It's not a good team, et cetera, et cetera. And you're waiting for people to sort of pop. And, you know, and you're going to mix and match it over the course of the season until you find somebody. Because there's this running back dead zone of like sort of rounds four through six. But there's a lot of guys that are going just because they happen to play running back, but that I don't love. They don't have a lot of upside. The Josh Jacobs of the world, the, um, the Brees Halls of the world, the, uh, the Damian Harris's of the world, guys like that. Cam Akers is in that range. He makes me nervous this year. So, um, you know, you know, Antonio Gibson was in that range uh, prior to, you know, the news about Brian Robinson. And so um, those are the guys that are in the running back dead zone. And I sort of want to avoid this year. So I'd rather either go early and then late on running backs or just all late on running back. I don't sure. want anyone in that running back dead zone. And then the last thing for me is same thing with tight end. I either want to be one of the first guys in my league to draft a tight end. Give me a Kelsey. Give me a Andrews. Give me a Kyle Pitts. Or one of the last guys in my league, assuming you're like in a 10 or 12 team league. One of the last guys, because I don't think there's a tremendous amount of difference between Goddard, Fryermuth, Zach Ertz, or the you know the Dalton Schultzes of the world. Like sure. I think they're all there, there's not a huge point differential. We've looked at we've where's the drop off though on tight end, Matt. Where's the drop off once you get past who? I, I mean, I think those three, uh, right. Andrews, Kelsey, Pitts, in that order are tier. I think Waller and Kittle are another tier, and then there's a drop off. So. If you draft Waller or Kittle a couple rounds after those top three, I don't mind it. But, you know, listen, I think Hawkinson has a nice year. But I I just, again, just in terms of roster construction, I would prefer to be either one of the first guys in my league to draft a tight end or one of the last guys in my league to draft a starting tight end, meaning you're 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th, depending on the size of your league in terms of where you're drafting a tight end. And real quick, those three are going off the board where? Like second, third round now? Is that? Yeah, oh, the top three? Yeah, they're going yeah. second, third, yeah. 
Okay. I've, uh, seen Kels- I've seen Kelsey Andrews at the end of the one, at the end of the first. All right. Going to get you out of here. You've been gracious with Good. your time. The stories have been fantastic. Fantasy football happy hour. Uh, give us whatever three, four sleepers maybe. I think the running back wide, re- uh, wide receiver position is because it, they become tricky for a lot of people for, for reasons you just mentioned. Who are three or four guys you like at those two positions? Uh, well, Actually, wide receiver would be great because that's the yeah. position where everyone struggles, you know? Uh, I really like Jalen Tolbert in Dallas, you know, just talking like sort of deep sleepers. Um, I think KJ Osborne is really interesting. I think the Vikings offense is going to explode this year. I really do. I, again, Kirk Cousins had over 4,000 yards and over 30 touchdown passes last year for the team that was bottom 14 in pass rate. Right. Right. And now they get Kevin O'Connell coming over from the Rams. That team's going to throw, throw, throw. So okay. I think KJ Osborne's uh, uh, pretty interesting there in terms of a, a, uh, a deeper wide receiver. Uh, Alan Lazard, everyone wants to talk about Romeo Dobbs and I get it in Green Bay, but Alan Lazard's going to be the number one wide receiver for Aaron Rodgers. And he's going like outside the top 40. And he's good. I think Alan Lazard is somebody that's just no one for whatever reason, because everyone's so excited about, uh, uh, him. I will say that this isn't a deep sleeper, but this is a mid tier wide receiver that I think has a chance to be top 15. And that's Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, you know, never underestimate Stugatz the importance of getting a quarterback upgrade. Look at what C- Cooper Cup did last year, going from Jared Goff to Matthew Stafford, sure. right? And so yeah. that's obviously an extreme example, but uh, going from last year, Ben Roethlisberger to Patrick Mahomes is an extreme example. Massive. And yeah. there are 331 targets available on the Chiefs from last year in terms of guys, Byron Pringle, D- Tyree Kill, Demarcus Robinson, Daryl Williams of all people. Like there's over 330 targets available on the Chiefs. Juju is still just 25 years old. I think people will be shocked to know that. That really is amazing. It feels like he's been around for a while. You're right. I know. Football happy hour. Matthew Berry's at NBC now. The podcast is doing great. It is great. He's great. Uh, What else might you be doing with NBC? Is there anything you could tell the audience? Well, I'm doing Football Night in America. So I'm part of the pregame show on Sunday night. So this next Thursday night, the opening game of the season, Bills at Rams, I will be on the field at SoFi Stadium. I will be on Football Night in America doing a couple segments every week. So I'm a cast member of Football Night in America, which is exciting. Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock Eastern, we'll be doing a fantasy football pregame. That's literally the name of the show. Fantasy football pregame will be pregaming uh, uh, with, uh, on Peacock and on the NFL on NBC YouTube channel. That's from 11 to 1 every Sunday during the NFL season. And then once we get, and of course, my written work, my love, hate, 100 facts, my rankings, all available at NBCSportsEdge.com, Rotoworld.com. It's 100% free. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's all the stuff. The other stuff I would plug here is my Fantasy Life newsletter. Go to FantasyLife.com with a ton of free tools. The newsletter is great. It comes to you every single day from me and my team. Every, it's a quick five-minute read that just lets you know what you need to know about fantasy that day. And again, it's hundred percent free fantasylife.com. You hate the newsletter, just unsubscribe. Have you met our boy, Chris Sims yet? I have love him. Yeah. He's, he's great. great. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. He curses a little bit too much though. I mean, <laughs> I, I, like went a sailor. I went on yeah, this podcast and he yelled at me for not cursing. I'm like, I, I spent 15 years at Disney. I gotta I, give me a moment to work out of it. He's fucking crazy, Sims. Uh, Fantasy football happy hour. NBC, Matthew Berry going to be everywhere this football season. Matt, thank you so much for the time. Good luck at NBC. Uh, I don't really need to wish you luck because people know who you are. They're going to follow you anywhere you go because your information is the best. So thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know what? And by the way, now that I'm now that I am no longer at ESPN, uh, I can uh, I. I can finally make an appearance on the pirate ship if you'll have me. So let's Ooh. figure out that sometime this season. We, Talk to Dan. We, we I know Dan's that. not a big. I know Dan's not a big fantasy guy, but um, he won uh, one on auto draft one year. He won a league. That's not really so winning, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, we'll get you on there. We'd love to have you on there. That'd okay, be fantastic. Good. Yeah, right. I'd love to. Do, I'd love to do that. So that'd be All fun. Right. Let's figure that out. Okay. Have fun with Jay Z tonight, man. Thanks, guys. I'm Appreciate insanely you. jealous. <laughs> huh. It's cool. See you, Matt. Good luck. Thanks so much. I fucking love Barry. Man, he has such good stories. <laughs> really does. Hey, he's just so willing to tell him. I know. <laughs> he did not like me saying he did something on Dancing with the Stars. I thought <laughs> we got back. off to a really bad start. <laughs> I know she got your shot in at Sims, too. <laughs> what did I say about Sims? You said something about oh, Sims. that he curses like a sailor? Yeah, he does. I mean, he does. Man. <laughs> yeah, but you're worried about your relationship with Sims. Like. Ah. <laughs>
If we were in the same place, I'd be more worried. But hey, what are we gonna do? <laughs> what? Not gonna he come down here. He loved you. I keep telling you that he loves you. Why are you so worried? Uh, oh man, Matthew Berry was great, Billy, huh? I uh, did I tell you by the way with Sims? Yeah, no, Matthew Berry was incredible. Did I tell you my my strategy with Sims? I think I did. No. So I've just been uh, I've just been <laughs> just been sending. He does not like Tua, so I've just been sending him like, hey, look, here's a Tua T-shirt that I found. If you want to buy one, or what size are you? I'll send you one. <laughs> What's his response? He's, he's man. He's gonna go like halfway through Godless football this season and be like, I'm done with these clowns. <laughs> Does he? How many f bombs does he send back to you when you do that? Um, you know, getting under his skin. Why we love Sims? Don't don't ruin my relationship with Sims. No, I told him happy birthday the other day, so that's that. (laughs) Oh, did you? Yeah. Did you send him a two a t shirt? No, I should. Oh, should have as a gift. You blew it. You really blew it. He does. Uh, he hates Tua. I don't care. I'll yeah. say it. He hates Tua. It doesn't matter. I think we. I think off air, you and I were talking, and we're like, "Man, I hope Tua wins MVP just to mess with Sims." <laughs> Sims, though, he'll give credit to Tariq Hill. Oh, a hundred percent, and he'll probably be right too. <laughs> Imagine a world at the end of this season where Tua has made a Pro Bowl because he has insane stats, and Sims is just screaming to no one. He's not that good. <laughs> he would do that because Sims the type that will stay entrenched in his yeah. uh, in his arguments. Uh, all right, Billy, this was fun. Matthew Barry, check him out. Uh, Fantasy football happy hour uh, now for NBC. It's uh, it's doing very very well. I don't want to mention it's doing better than ours. Duponity. Duke out here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original light beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. Listen, for me, it's simple. When I'm sitting around with friends, with family, we're at concerts, we're watching the Knicks finally win for the first time in 30 years, we're laughing, we're having a great time, we do it with ice cold. Miller Lite. Always have, always will. Miller Lite keeps it simple, undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer.